to the Not Watching Podcast. My name's Rob Howard and today I'm joined by... Marcus Hurley. We haven't been able to go to the cinema much in 2020, but there has been plenty of TV uh, as we are about to count through our top five shows of the year. Indeed. I'll go first this time. Okay. Um, My number five is a show called Servant. Um, And this was on Apple TV, which I got for one month, uh, just to check out all the things people have been shouting about on there. Um, And this is basically uh, produced by M. Night Shyamalan, and a couple of the episodes are directed by him. And basically, it's a couple. uh, The girl is the redhead off of Six Feet Under, uh, the guy is Toby Kebble, who's been in a bunch of things. And uh, her brother, actually, is played by Ron Weasley from Harry Potter. Oh, wow. Although a slightly more, like, grizzled and cocaine-using version. Of so, the aftermath actor. of Harry Potter, basically. <laughs> or yeah, him now. Kind of like, after. <laughs> yeah. After getting all the awards and stuff and the money. It's just like... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I don't know about awards, but definitely money. Well, um, but yeah, um, my rewards I meant hookers. But <laughs> yeah, oh right, yeah, yeah, yeah. So basically, like they've got this, they hire this nanny to look after their baby. But when you you see the baby and it's not a real one, it's like one of these sort of support babies that they have when okay to cope with trauma, like cot death and all mm. that horrid stuff. And so, so, and it's clear that it's fake baby, right? But as soon as this nanny shows up, suddenly it's not a fake baby. But obviously, like, and so, like, the husband sort of tries to come clean with the nanny. It's like, what's going on here? Whose baby is that? You know, and mm. all this mystery. And meanwhile, like, the wife is just accepting that it's now a real baby because she was so convinced that the fake one was real anyway. What the <laughs> fuck? Okay. So, yeah. And so it's it's it just constantly is like, you're constantly questioning questioning who is so the most fucked up here um and he's like a work from home chef guy so there's got it's got loads of that sort of uh food porn like Mm. that used to be in hannibal a bit like and so he'll just be doing stuff and it will just be revolting like eels (laughs) or something and it's and 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 it's kind of the juxtaposition of that with like she's a news reporter as well the, the wife um hence why they need the nanny but yeah, it's very odd. They're only like half an hour episodes, um, okay. and they, they but, and there's like ten of them. And season two begins just after Christmas. But I'm going to wait till they're all out because I think most of the stuff on Apple is week to week because they don't have a lot of stuff. Mm. So I'm I'm just like going to wait for it all to come out because it would have fucked me off watching this week to week because you're like, oh, I've got to wait a week for just another 
half hour slice of this, but it was really well done and I really enjoyed binging all of it. So, uh, okay. yeah, that's my number five is Servant on, okay. on TV. Um, my number five is, well, the second, yeah, second season of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, um, that, good, good choice. Again, short. They're like 22 minutes an episode on BBC iPlayer. Um, absolutely loved it. Yeah. Absol- just like, couldn't tell you what happens throughout all the episodes because they kind of just come and go. But they, they just completely fill you with delight. <laughs> and so much. Jackie The conversation Daytona. is brilliant. Huh? Jackie Daytona. Oh, yes. I'm Jackie Daytona. <laughs> There's some super memorable stuff in that. That whole episode where he has to go in disguise and it's got a really brilliant cameo. And he gets from a in certain... the truck at the end and just drives. Shame I never learned to drive. <laughs> just flies off. That would cost a fortune. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's probably the, my. Fa- I've watched that episode about three times when I've had people over. Oh, that's not, amazing! Not that I've had anyone over this year, obviously. And they're both drinking the beers, like just. And also the cameo, Mark Hamill. Yeah, it's the same episode. Yeah, because he's yeah, coaching yeah. the whole, he's coaching the volleyball squad, yeah. isn't he? That's what I mean. It's, it's weird because I, I I saw him. We turned up, and he was just like, "Yeah, you." And I'm like, "That's Mark Hamill," but I was like, something was off about him. It was like. It is Mark Hamill. It does. It looks like him, but it isn't. But yeah. I can hear the Joker voice slightly coming through <laughs> the animated series Joker voice. So I was like, "That's definitely Mark Hamill." <laughs> yeah, and he puts his disguise on with like yeah. a little tash, a little weird like, tash in the hair. Who are and, like, you? Ooh, who are you? <laughs> and he's I'm like, Jackie looking Daytona. for just an average barman, human barman. <laughs> it's just like. <laughs> I love Matt Berry. It's so good, that it's show. Awesome. I, I love it. It's, it's so many weird yeah. episodes in there. And it's just like when the ghosts of them all turn up as well. And his one's got unfinished business, quite literally unfinished business. <laughs> oh. uh, yeah, I just, yeah. Thought, I just thought it was really good. Really, really good. And the ending has made me kind of go, oh, man, it stopped there. Because <laughs> like, you've got Gilmero. Gilmero. Gil. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And his, the whole um, thing his descent him. into full Van Helsing, sort of. <laughs> yeah, that's it. It's like he's got this inevitable destiny, even though he's just he, just completely. Do it. And you just every time he does something, he's like leveled up. It's like all his stats have gone up. And he's just like, yeah. and then you forget because you see him just standing there and just like looking at the camera occasionally, side glances like, Ugh. and then he's just getting more pissed off. And then the vampire would appear, try to kill him, and then it would be dead in like two seconds. He's <laughs> just like, okay. <laughs> yeah, no, I, I loved it. I loved the series. I thought it was really good. What they took from the film, the basis of the film, and just expanded on it, and just how they've managed to keep going with... um it's like 20 episodes altogether by now. Really yeah, good. something like that. Yeah, really good. Uh, I assume they're doing more of that. I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Season three. Obviously, probably going to be a bit delayed, like yeah. everything, but there, well, there will I think be more. Disney want um, Tiki, uh, I can never pronounce his name, <laughs> but they want him to do more sort of Marvel stuff. So whether he's been tasked with that first and then they'll get back to this. Oh, he he doesn't write all of it. No, he's just but he's, he's very much think... involved, though, isn't he? And in, in some ways, yeah, so. 
I don't think they would go on too much without having access to him. Whereas Disney would be like, talk to the Mickey Mouse glove. <laughs> we've got we've got more Marvel to mm. build. That's true. Uh, my number four is Gangs of London. Same here. Uh, Snap! Uno! Oh, wow. God, <laughs> done it nearly again. High five. High five. <laughs> Virtual high five. <laughs> Oh, awesome. right, cool. Uh, okay, well, yeah, so this is mostly on account of the sort of first and fifth episodes because yeah. there's some proper bloody good violence there <laughs> d- done by uh, Gareth Evans, the director of The Raid. Um, yeah, and, and, and it's it's just uber violent and it's got a kind of sweeping art to it. It's got a really good cast. Um yeah, that his house film. That's got the guy from this in it. That's, yeah, uh, he plays the um, the uh, the husband. Yeah, uh, I can't remember his name for the life of me. Yeah, I know. I'm I'm trying to find it now. It's like uh, never mind. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah. So uh, yeah, this this was like came kind of came out of nowhere. It's only just arrived in the States on AMC. Um, but yeah, it's kind of... it's. I kind of like the way that they depict these gangsters because they're, they're, re- they're like so rich that they're actually quite posh. You yeah. know? They're not your uh, Guy Ritchie drug dealer types. They're, they're, into, they're into building real they're, they're, estates they're and skyscrapers. businessmen. Yeah. You know? I'm but a meanwhile, <laughs> it's it's got this kind of dirty underbelly to it. It's like um, you know, they're the kind of people that would be quite happily enjoy a nice slap up Michelin star meal, and then go and absolutely destroy a caravan park. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in the same day, <laughs> you know. Yeah, so- <laughs> it's 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 kind of a weird thing because it's like nine episodes, and the high point is it right in the middle. Yeah. When they're trying out, when they when they're sort of resolving the, it's kind of like there's there's like a it's almost like there's two storylines in this. There's 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 the one that sort of initiates the show where mm-hmm. the, the big boss man is killed. Yeah, and, and episode five is kind of like the resolution of that, but then mm. it kind of carries on after that. Yeah, it's the aftermath, I, isn't it? It's almost like. Which is kind yeah. of, which is kind of a, a, a more realistic kind of thing, because when it, when it's resolved, that's essentially the Hollywood ending. That's where most stories end, and then you kind of go, yeah. yeah, they've they've built the bad guys and they found the person and they've absolutely wasted absolutely everything, and it's all sorted and all you know, and then the credits roll. But then if you stop and think afterwards, like, oh, that's gonna be an absolute shit show from that. And then it happens, and this is it. It just the last few episodes are oh god, it's the fallout from all of that, and people have to pay for it and and stuff. You know, it's it's all about the repercussions of everyone. Yeah, it's just the the the, the ending is completely batshit. The way it sort of alludes to this sort of higher level uh, organization that are yeah. like international. Oh yeah, with the pram, isn't it? And yeah, yeah. Because it sort of like, sets matey up as like it's almost a bit similar to Tenet, you know. Like, I was I was kind of, of like, expecting um, 
<laughs> Ian McShane to come and sit down on the bench and hand her a gold coin or something. <laughs> yeah, of, yeah. I was kind of getting that weird it's feeling a- that there's some, yeah, you're right, some like over hierarchical structure and they can run London and sort of England and stuff, but they answer to someone else, which is why there was this whole panic of why is the sun upheaving too much? Because there's like an order to things and everything. And I guess maybe that's what the whole thing is about. It's about answering for for your actions or the actions of yeah. others. So maybe that's the overall message. I wonder I wonder if like the second season's gonna be like gangs of somewhere else. Gangs of England. Because it, it seemed like, you know, all of that was kinda done. Yeah. And now Yeah. Gangs I, just, of I wonder Devin. where it will <laughs> Gangs of Devon. You get your hand on my custard. <laughs> no, Still, I don't yeah. know. No, it does. I I do like it when shows they sort of write themselves into a corner. Mm. It can go either very well or very badly, but generally, that's uh, Breaking Bad was used to be good for that. You'd be mm. like, "How the hell did they get them out? Get out of this one?" And yes, <laughs> yet they would. All right then. Uh, so if that's our number f- four. Then, uh, what's your number three? My number three is, um, I know we swapped around, but that's cool. I'm not okay with this. <laughs> I'm not okay with this. I know, yeah, with her yeah. out of it. Yes. Um, I was very much okay with the series. I thought it was, I thought it was about growing pains in the same vein as End of the Fucking World. You know, that sort of... You're gonna watch yeah, some quirky characters, writer, isn't it? yeah. You're gonna work, work, watch some quirky characters going through, you know, a slightly awkward situation, but it's gonna be entertaining in a slightly askew way, you know, that sort of thing. Like it's okay, we're gonna watch it and it's gonna be good. And then a little blip of what happens, and you kind of go, is that real or is it kind of like a Scrubs thing where it's the inner mind, you know, and just like yeah. coincidence happens again then you're like oh i don't know is this growing this way and then it happens yeah. and you're like it's gone <laughs> it's gone that way yeah i don't it's know if there's any more of it, that. but i loved it if it, if that's all there is of it i would be okay with that because it came You'd along okay it did it. its thing and it's you know it's it's left its mark as a cool little mini series um, I just thought the characters were really cool, really nice. The whole thing was done really well. And it had that kind of gritty Channel 4 sort of show, much like, you know, End of the Fucking World, where it's just people going from point A to point B, dealing with a single kind of subject, and all of the stuff that kind of comes from that, and all the little mini-dramas leading to one great big reveal. Yeah, I can't, yeah. I can't fault it. I really enjoyed it. <laughs> no, I enjoyed it too. I think, uh, yeah, it's very slight, isn't it? There's only they're only like twenty minute episodes, yeah. and you get through it well quick. It's, it's barely, almost like a, that's film, like a really. movie, kind of like a two and yeah. a bit hour movie, maybe. Just in easily digestible chunks. Speaking of that, um, my number three is the Queen's Gambit, which I, I guess has the benefit of having watched it quite recently, mm-hmm. but it. It was very good. I, I, I very much enjoyed it. Did you see it? I haven't, no. Um, oh, right. But I've seen it come well, up a... on my, my Facebook and stuff. People have been yeah, talking about, about it. Yeah, it's about this young orphan girl played by Anya Taylor-Joy, who uh, you might recognise from uh, the Shyamalan stuff 
she's the girl in Split and okay. the for Glass. Yeah. Okay. Um, yeah. Uh, she's 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 a rising star actually. She's gonna she's in lots of things. Um, but she's great in this, and she's basically playing a young orphan who, uh, whilst uh, living in like a, a sort of boarding house uh, or or home, you know, for mm. children, uh, that there's a, the caretaker there plays chess with himself in the basement, and she gets fascinated with it, and and um, there's also she's also a little she's quite because she's quite high functioning. She's like. Um, uh, she's got various addictions, like she gets okay. well into booze and like tran- tranquilizers, um, and okay. finds that part of her like routine to sort of to to figure out these chess puzzles. Um, but yeah, you know, she she eventually gets uh, taken in by a family who are a p- bit dysfunctional and ends up competing in tournaments. You know, it's a, it's a fairly sort of standard rocky arc. Um, but she's she's really curious character, and a lot of the characters she meets along the way are, are quite quirky and weird. Um, and it's it's just got that kind of coming of age story, but also it's like about gaming and it's about addictions. And you know, I can I can identify with some of that. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. So uh, and you know, I can't deny she's easy on the eye. Uh, seven mm. episodes. It's I I smashed through half of it before Christmas. And nice. half of it after, and nice. and it's a nice kind of cozy, um, binge show. Yeah, you'll dig it, mate. Sometimes you both love it. Yeah, you find those shows that are like they're just really comfortable. You just slip in and you're instantly invested, and that's yeah. it. Easy peasy, um, a little bit of cerebral stuff. If you can be bothered to keep up, you don't have to. Like when they do it, when they're explaining the chess moves. Like, you just, I mean, if you know how to play chess, that's fine, but you don't need to know how to yeah. play chess, you know. It's sensationalised, <laughs> isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. So, yeah, that's my number three. It's a very recent one, but yeah, all on Netflix. Recommend nice. it. What's your number two, then, Marcus? My number two, um, it's got to be, it's got to be Lovecraft Country. Cool, yep. Um, only because... It had a difficult start, and we talked about it on the podcast. You know, it's a really difficult subject matter. But once you realise there genuinely is more going on in this world, it instantly opens it up, and what would be a really harrowing story, or a harrowing situation at the core, becomes just one facet. And then it makes the whole thing a bit more... I don't want to say digestible, but it kind of dilutes it down a little bit in a way that makes it more manageable. It's kind of like someone giving you all of the squash in the bottle and you kind of go, oh my God, I'm choking. And then someone comes along and just dilutes that down a little bit by adding another element and you're like, okay, this is good. So the whole Lovecraft and just the episode, I think we've, we've talked about it, the sundown, the sundown episode was the turning point where you've got the cops and they're chasing them out at the sundown town and they've chasing them out and they, they, they're in the, the trees and the cops are there and you think this is going to be really horrible. They're just going to kill off all of this subcast. And then the multi-eyed dog demon creature arrives and you're like, Oh yeah. In the pilot. Yeah. I yeah. Mean, it's it's yeah, incredibly but saying, you're strong like, pilot. Is that real? 
and then it kind of dies down a bit, and then it continues to go a bit batshit in the background, but then it keeps amping it up and amping it up, and now, it, and then it just rides that wave all the way through to the end, and the end was spectacular. Couldn't believe what they did though; they had balls to do what they did as well. Um, yeah, yeah. I, I mean, the, the thing <laughs> is, right? I thought I thought this uh, started really strongly, um, and I appreciated all the kind of um, all the messaging behind it. Uh, and but the thing is, the problem with this for me was that anything to do with Lovecraft, I bring a lot of baggage in myself. Uh, okay. Not 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 the not say like the fact that he's a giant racist and stuff. Like none of that stuff I even knew about. It's all hmm. of my experience playing those games, hmm. uh, like the 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 uh, pen and paper RPG stuff, and it, it touched on so many elements of that, but never quite went as far yeah. as I thought it could. Um, but, but for me, but it, it was it was the whole thing of the protection spell. And I mean, this is this is spoiler territory. So if you haven't seen it, switch off for a little bit and go and catch up. But the whole protection spell thing, and we're like, okay, what's that going to do? And then when the another one comes out of the ground, and it's essentially his puppy, and it protects him from the officers shooting him. I think it was like the second oh, to last right. yeah, episode. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was amazing. I was at that point. I was like, oh my god, he's got a demon dog as his mate. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then suddenly. At the end, it, it's like protecting the girl, and I mean, well, that's not part of the spell. It's clearly something bigger, and I now want to watch whatever the follow-up is to this with the girl with the robot arm and the demon dog because that looks like a fucking amazing show, and I want to see more of that. <laughs> yeah, there's no word whether this has been renewed or not at the moment. No, but um, that... I guess I guess Warner Brothers are in a bit of crisis at the moment, but I, we don't need to go yeah, into that. Yeah, I almost wish that it had got to that part a bit earlier and they were yeah. they were the people because it felt like um what was her name let let uh i can't remember the name of the woman who went through space and time and got all of the knowledge um oh uh yeah let letessia or something like that and she was basically named the same Hippolyta. name yeah Hephalita. Yeah. yeah it was basically her name in different parts of time in space and different people named after whatever but it felt like all of that was leading up to the point where this girl would have this dog because you think about it he goes through all of that and then gets the protection spell and then summons that thing and she goes through all of that so she can cure and they they meet their ancestors so they can cure her being cursed and it all seems to lead to that so then i kind of wish that the finale was more her taking on the establishment because it, it seemed to all funnel in that direction. You don't realise it until right at the end. And then you kind of go, ah, oh, but it's over. The part that's really cool, you kind of go, rah, that's actually really cool. That's really, really yeah. cool. And then they could have they could have then touched more into the actual Elder Gods and stuff. And that would have been yeah. better, I think. Yeah, I think I think that was it. That I think I think I would have liked it to have been a bit more uh supernatural um and and maybe go a bit further in that direction yeah. rather than uh, making it all about the sort of legacy of the family and stuff. Yeah. But I know that's an important part. It's really tricky to navigate that. I think I think that the uh, political messaging of of it may have got in the way of that. I I honestly, you know, I'd take it either way. But I think I'd just like a, a, a Lovecraft thing that was more concerned yeah. with just the Lovecraft mythos well, than I thought it could have been like it. Watchmen. 
because Watchmen handled that a similar way, and then it quickly <laughs> went, now that we've established that this horrible thing has happened, and this is why the world is like that, and, you know, it's a basis for it, it quickly then went, and we have to remind you that you're watching Watchmen. This is more Watchmen. And then it quickly then just went and became Watchmen. And I think that's what this show needed. It needed to then embrace the whole Cthulhu, Lovecraft thing more. Which is why I think it would have been better if the episodes were a bit shorter and it led to the whole thing of the sacrifice and everything and beating the person. because And then that opens a gateway and then you've got the true fight for the last four episodes or something. That would have been a more satisfying um, arc, I think, for it. Because it felt like it was building, 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 then slowed down and then just sort of tried to take off at the end. But I thought it was a bit like... Mm. I think it needed to actually go as batshit as it was trying to. But every time it tried to do that, it always had the reins pull back. Even though yeah, it went that, mental. Yeah, maybe. <laughs> it, I mean, it, yeah, I mean, it's not entirely dissimilar to Watch, Watchmen because that took uh, like an existing uh, sort of fiction and then span it out uh, in a political way. Hmm. This And this was very close to that, but with a different, slightly different time yeah. setting. Because Watchmen was more of a modern day sort of thing that went back in places. Yeah, but I think the same event happened at the start when they went back in time. I think that was what they went back to. Tulsa, yeah. yeah it was, it it was, was, the Tulsa it was very event. much concerning the same stuff. Yeah. I'm, 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 it's very weird that HBO would put out two things hmm. so close together. Maybe they filmed it at the anyway, same time. <laughs> yeah, anyway, yeah. yeah let's move anyway, on. that's Lovecraft Country and it's it was definitely on my top ten. Um, it just kind of fell off a bit recently because I've just watched so many other awesome things. Cool. Um, uh, but what's yeah. your number one? Uh, <laughs> well, so I know what both our number one is. Yeah. Now. Uh, number two for me is Devs, which uh, uh, was, yeah, yeah. This was created by Alex Garland, and it's about a computer engineer uh, who gets invited to to this super secret division of this tech company where she works, uh, and it's called Devs. Uh, and basically, there's a big glowy box that they all work in, and it's all really far fetched. And they do things, and, solve the puzzles. And the bo- there's a box inside that box, and inside that box, there's another box. So and, I still need to just... watch all of that. Um, I yeah. forgot because I, I was distracted by the many other things. But yeah, no, it's it's, it's really good. Uh, the Nick Offerman plays the kind of uh, weird kind of tech boss at the top of it. Um, and yeah, it's, it's, it's all a bit sort of conspiracy stuff. They're trying to keep it secret. There's, there's, there's a death and they're trying to cover it up. Um, but the, the creation at the center of it is, is the most mind blowing thing at all, of all mm. where they're using AI to kind of, uh, almost see events from the past, yeah. build a new reality, you know, inside that. Yeah, it's it's got some really cool uh, reveals, and I, I, it just blew my mind. Like the imagery and stuff. Uh, that's why it's it stayed right up the top for me. Nice, um, nice. Yeah, not a long season. Um, not a long season, but yeah, really, really worth checking out. I think it's on iPlayer still. Yeah, I think it should be. I've got to try and catch yeah, that before proper, it goes. Proper high le- high concept sci fi. So. So, what's my number one then? Um, well, speaking of shows that take off, 
and then reach the stratosphere and then punch a chewy <laughs> go even further <laughs> yeah um we've got star wars back <laughs> yeah yeah we certainly have <laughs> I was so excited. I still have now just talking about it now. <laughs> um Yeah. Yeah, it's got a bit of Mandalorian. Yeah, Mandalorian all the way, one hundred percent. So that's our combined number one then by quite a distance. <sighs> Country mile. Yeah. A, a parsec. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, you, you, you were kind of saving this up, weren't you, until there were enough uh episodes. And, well, I watched uh, um, I was, Yeah, I watched I think the first four and then I left it and then caught the rest cool Ugh. yeah uh yeah um so this was the second season um and I think we well we officially got the first season in March just as lockdown was kicking in and then you know we then have had another second season of it to help us through the second lockdown so it's kind of been a, a, an absolute um, it's just been a joy to have that to look forward to every week um, and you know there's been people were sort of cons- conspiring and you know discussing where it might go you know how far they might link this to the uh, original canon and uh, it turns out pretty pretty close yeah I mean um, I mean I- one of my favourite things about it was well, so, I mean, you can go through it. So you have the production values of the yes. first episode with the giant crate uh, uh, dragon, which we've never oh, yes. seen before. Yeah. Yeah. Um, with old uh, Raylan Givens. Uh, what's his fucking name? Timothy Oliphant as the, as the marshal wearing Boba Fett's armour. Oh, yeah. Which also gave us a little tease of things to come later. Yeah. And then we See, had, I thought uh, that was I thought that was a really clever ruse because I thought, through that episode with them having his armor, I thought, "Oh, does that mean that he's actually dead?" Because I thought the creature must have died, but the armor would survive because the metal is of a of a construction that would survive the digestive process. But he wouldn't. <laughs> it's not worth I, worrying about too much. No, no. But I mean, I, I I really was like thinking, "Oh, if they just they've just outright said no, he's dead," and then you had the guy looking at him as he was taken off from the planet. And I just went, oh. <laughs> yeah, that looks like them clone trooper people, doesn't it? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And so so then we had, um, so so just to briefly go through some highlights. Yeah. Uh, then in, in Chapter 11, The Heiress, we, we then meet um, Bo-Katan, who's played by Katie Sackhoff, who voiced the character in The Clone Wars. Yes. I know. So that's a bit, that's a bit good, isn't it? That's amazing. That is awesome. <laughs> And, and you then, also had um, what was her name? And then Ahsoka. Yeah, yeah. So then we then have we then get to the episode The Jedi, chapter thirteen, where we have Ahsoka Tano, played by Rosario Dawson, which was rumored, but we didn't know like to what extent we would see that. And 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 again, like absolutely, the thing about that character is I've only ever seen her as a, as a cartoon. And, yeah. I, and I thought she just looked a bit weird and garish, and I'd never thought it would work in live action. But they managed to make it work in live action. 
to be honest, it's not that far different because, you know, in the earlier prequels, you do see similar race looking people and you do see like the slave girl and Jabba's empire and stuff. A similar sort of slightly look, but the whole white sabers. I mean, I, I didn't know what happened post um, Star Wars Rebels. That was where I saw the last, last sort of character. Well, that's where we left her in the, yeah, in the timeline. She was line, dueling Anakin. Yeah. It's all the Clone Wars stuff I don't know. I yeah. need to go back and watch all that. But she's essentially Anakin's Padawan. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But obviously, she goes off her, on her own way after Anakin falls to the dark side. Um, but yeah, so, so we had that happening. Um, we only saw her for that episode, but that was cool. It, it also, and then that gave us like a. Uh, a link into the fact that Thrawn is still a thing. Yes. And we may be dealing with him at some point, yes. which is cool and has my mind boggling about who's <laughs> going to play him. Hopefully the guy who voiced him in Rebels. I love that there awesome. are so many villains out there still. Like, and they're all just as evil. Like, they are just keeping their little, their little empire alive, little corner of the empire going with like, you know, you had um, Moff, Moff Gideon, and his yeah. his um light cruiser, which wasn't a star destroyer, it was like a ship, uh, a lighter class than that. Yeah, but that yeah. was enough to pose a big enough threat. And yeah, no, he's keeping his little corner of the galaxy, kind of like no, I'm still Empire. Everything I do is Empire, but it's Empire for me. <laughs> it's just like <laughs> what, and I loved it. I just loved it. It was like we have the shithead Empire back. <laughs> <laughs> just yeah being evil enslaving people and running things like the the weird space police that they kind of were but you've also got the republic as well who were the rebels who are the space police yeah who are literally the space police are you even literally getting a cop are the, gag, sp- don't space you, with the x-wings <laughs> yeah <laughs> so then yeah go on so then we've got uh, we then after the Jedi there's then an episode directed by Robert Rodriguez which is fucking cool apparently it was a 20 pa- 19 page script that they he then elaborated on and made double the length with all the action and shit and then Boba Fett fucking turns up in that episode with yeah. his fucking stick beating the shit out of people <laughs> being a fucking badass and it's yeah. like oh fucking hell Boba yes. Fett is back Wow. So, like, what the fuck? And then, and then they just blow up the Razor Crest, which yeah. is fucking badass. But that doesn't matter because they've got the Slave One. Because, like, yeah, that's awesome. I used to have that. I think, <laughs> I think I might have had that, or a friend did. It always used to boggle my mind how the fuck that worked. <laughs> yeah. um, it's like a flying iron. <laughs> yeah, and then uh, and the finale, um, which has a nine point nine on IMDb. Um, featured a and oh, just wait, wait. Took, now there was also the other spoilers. episode there was the episode where they went into yeah the rescue the, the start of the rescue where they went into that camp that kind of barracks yeah to I, try I, and find I'm, out I'm just I doing know, the highlights mate. yeah that's true but that was fun though that was actually quite fun it's all fine it's all fun <laughs> it's all good yeah I'm just saying that was like a nothing episode to me compared to some of the heights this place thing goes <laughs> Oh, Jesus. Yeah. You know, it's like, and so, and they, for some reason, they were keeping it secret who directed the finale. Turned out it's just Peyton Reed. He's, he's all right. He did Ant-Man. Huh. Um, 
but yeah, it's uh, it's like the reveal of fucking Luke, man. Like that, that's just totally <laughs> do, insane. Do you know what? Do you know what I loved about that episode, and I still love about it. Even Moff Gideon goes, "Oh, there's an entire battalion of those Death Trooper bots," and and you saw how much effort it took for the Mandalorian to fight one. It literally was like do or die. And, oh yeah. And there were there were absolute shitloads of that, and it was just ridiculous. Oh, yeah. And then the whole build up it was like you had the you have the whole you have the squad of them behind the doors. You have loads of them all around, and then you just then you just see this this X wing sort of slowly sauteing into the dock. And Are I, they really I, doing this? Are they really point, doing this? At that point, I knew. I knew because I thought, oh, it could be anyone. It could be like someone. I was like, who's because Caesar was saying to me, who's alive? Who's still alive in the Star Wars world after the Empire? And I was like, I don't know, <laughs> and I'd completely forgotten. And then I saw that, and I saw an X-wing with faded colours, and I thought, oh shit. <laughs> well, there's already been they, they, they'd already been kind of setting that up because they were like, yeah, take take. Uh, Grogu to the top yeah. of this thing and send out a beacon, you know, and, yeah. and of course, who's gonna who's gonna listen to that? There aren't supposed to be that many Jedi's in the galaxy anymore. No, you know, but I'd, I'd completely but, forgotten about Luke. I genuinely there's Luke and there's yeah. and there's Grogu and there's yeah. um, Ahsoka. That's yeah, the only. I was, I know, but I was, I, I for a moment, I genuinely had forgotten, and I was racking my mind, going, who could it? Then the X-Wing came in and I was like, oh my god. Green Sabre. Yeah. And he just yeah. went... It, they took the Vader fight from Rogue One and went, let me show you what a Jedi would do. <laughs> yeah, and, and with robots as well, so it makes it okay. Yeah. Like, he didn't he have... Went, he, there wasn't, like, claret anywhere. <laughs> he went absolutely... He didn't even go mental. It was controlled. And it was yeah. calm. And it was just... It was like it was space wizard ballet. <laughs> yeah, it was amazing, absolutely amazing. Oh. So, uh, yeah, any any more thoughts about the Mandalorian before we go into the music. our like the music honorable has mentions been on point the whole time? From the whole Western feel it gives you, like in general, whenever they you know there's like a couple of themes that kick in. You know, you got the woo 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 woo, which is very sort of like fistful of dollars. Oh yeah, love thing. the music, love the yeah. music. And then you've got the kind of triumphant theme that kicks in whenever they're going anywhere, and it's just like I just think it's really good. And then obviously the music that kicked in when the Jedi turned up, when you knew something was building, it was building to something, and you're just like, I'm getting goosebumps, something's happening, <laughs> and it's just that that scene was orchestrated perfectly, absolutely perfectly. If I saw that in oh, the cinema. I would actually give them more money on the way out. And I've never had, had that experience. I feel sad that I never got to see that on like the IMAX. Genuinely, yeah, I feel well, sad. It's never going to happen. I know. Um, <laughs> but the thing is, right, I, you know, I never had any doubt because the last time John Favreau decided to do something, it created a few films like yeah. that uh, were, you know, the final one of, or the penultimate one of which became the greatest, yeah, best, like record-breaking uh, blockbuster of all time. And so, so are we seeing what this he's doing we, here? Are we seeing this now? This, what are we seeing this yeah. now? 
with with Star Wars. Have I seen what? Oh, are we going to see the same thing? Is he basically just is the Mandalorian the start? Yeah, that's what I was getting to. Yeah, sorry. Yeah, yeah. Basically, he's just doing the same thing again with Star Wars, uh, and that, you know we've got like ten other shows announced oh, coming out. We've got to mention uh, as well post credit scene. Oh yeah, yeah, the Book of Boba Fett. All right, that was cool. Okay, so that's think- yeah, and I think that's that's on top of the ten that were announced on the Investical thing the other the other week. So there's loads of uh, loads more Star Wars, and it's all going straight to Disney Plus, except that Rogue Squadron film that Patty Jenkins is doing. But they want her; they're fast tracking Wonder Woman free as well. So fuck knows what she's going to do first. Um, sounds like she's going to be quite busy. Yeah. Well, more for us to watch, I guess. Whatever. Absolutely. It's like, I don't mind. So let's get to some honourable mentions then. Uh, I'll go first. Um, basically, uh, The Crown, season four, Charles ah. Miranda story, fucking brilliantly well made. I love that show. Um, and this one, it just continues to be awesome. Uh, Haunting of Bly Manor, which, uh, yeah. Yeah. is very, not, you know, maybe not quite as good as Hill House, but, uh, in a different way, you know, it was its own thing and had some really sweet messaging that I really identified with and appreciated. Uh, Ted Lasso, also on Apple TV. Uh, he's basically a uh, he's an American football coach that uh, they bring over to manage a Premier League football team uh, as in to spite the owner because they think they're going to fuck it up. But it's actually quite a sweet story and yeah, yeah. really good. Uh, Lovecraft Country you mentioned and the third day uh, just for the audacity of it. Um, yeah, I had the third day down as well. I finished all of that now. Mental. Cool. What else you got? Um, to be honest, that was kind of it. That and Blind Manor. Um, I've just been watching other things, like I've just absolutely rinsed through Taskmaster. Um, oh right, yeah. I still see. I still want to watch that, but when? When? Yeah, the fuck? I know. When am I, I supposed know. to watch that? Uh, see, that's the problem. You've watched all the other stuff, but we just put it on and just every now and then. But we're now on season ten. <laughs> <laughs> yeah see i just don't i don't just I don't put know. things on yeah i don't I put, know i put things on to like it's like what am i gonna watch i've got his, his i've got his dark materials i'm watching that yeah we've so started watching watch the new one of them yeah i don't know, I don't know. Put it on. we like, just we just random it's like a shotgun approach i think we get sucked into a program for a little bit and then we'll take a break and then we'll start something else and then we'll jump back i've just been putting that on when i've got mates over because it's funny yeah that's the only time I've had it on. Um, I, although I did go out of my way to watch it because I was getting so much shit from you and Will to watch it. And it's like, yeah, okay, it's funny, but it is very pointless. Yes. And like, just That's a waste of time, really. It is. But enjoy it, Rob. Stop being a grinch. It's Christmas. But, I, but, I, but I'm like, I just don't know. Like, I was like, oh, I, I might put one of them on tonight. Oh, it's 1 a.m. <laughs> like what so I'm just supposed to watch that instead of sleeping or something nah sleep <laughs> I just I just don't ha- I just can't prioritise it above mm. anything else it's like the very lowest thing on my priority list you know I just I, there's just too much other shit to watch I can't do it I've got like episodes of The Expanse they dropped the new season of Vikings today all of it yeah we're leaving that we're going to Watch it all. New Year. Yeah. 
I think we just year. we just heard it. no 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 New Year like after New oh, Year oh New Year because I want to know what yeah. bloody happens because that ending was so ambiguous and yet not it was just annoying we want to know about well, Bill yeah I mean I, I don't know I'm I'm sort of falling off it really I'm glad it's ending quite yeah. honestly I just I hope there's a big happens, fucking though. fight and everyone dies <laughs> yeah <laughs> um. Yeah, so, but like, I, I sort of discovered last night, because uh, I was on iPlayer looking, uh, I, I was, I've been watching His Dark Materials, and mm. uh, have, have you been watching any of Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Susan's a big fan of the books. She's actually reading the Book of Dust, which is like a um, a follow-up or prequel kind of thing. She's got two of the new books he's brought oh, out. Oh yeah, yeah, I heard so, that there was something else had come yeah, out Yeah, no, that. she's a big fan of it. She was, um, she was so we've been watching that. We haven't seen all of the second season yet, but we've got a few of them stacked up. Only I was just because... waiting for them all to come out so yeah. that I could watch them all. Um, but the, um, yeah, I was on there and, and I noticed that um, they'd done Christmas specials of The Vicar of Dibley and Upstart Crow. So I was mm. like, wicked, Richard Curtis and Ben Elton. That, that most of them were just like lockdown things, but the, the, the Upstart Crow one's brilliant because it's all about bubonic plague. And they're just like... <laughs> got to have your nose beak on you know like the bloody plague doctor thing so that was quite good um but yeah it's like uh yeah i just saw that and yeah i've been i've also been listening to this podcast called trekking through time uh and 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 it's all about like uh it, 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 they're going doing a rewatch of doctor who and star trek Oh, so I'm wow. watching that as well. Blimey. me. Um, no wonder you don't going... have time for anything. <laughs> huh? No wonder you don't have time for anything. <laughs> no, I know. That's it. I just, I've, I've sort of got it on my list. It sort of just winds me up. It's like I'll never get to Taskmaster. Ever. Mm. That's fine. I mean, you've seen a few. You know how funny it is. You know what it is. It, it does its yeah. own thing. Some of them are absolutely hilarious because the people are just so, you know, you'll get some people on there that are usually quite with it. And then you realise just how witless they are. <laughs> you just kind of go, how How do you, why? What are you doing? What the hell are you doing? What the actual, <laughs> but yeah. Maybe I'll I just that's... watch one now and not do anything else that I want to do. No, I'll no, just, no. Just... you could do whatever you want. <laughs> <laughs> well, they just cancelled the football today, so I could maybe oh. do that in a minute. Maybe well, they I'll are quite short now. as well. Well, actually, no, they're about 45 minutes, No, they're minutes, not. They? They're like an hour. We've 45, 45 minutes, yeah. That's true. That's what. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. I'll I'll just have to try and carve out some time or I just won't. (laughs) That's Uh, the thing. I just know what it is. I just find it an incredibly disposable show. Like, it's like, there's no story. There's no... We just like, we just just random. Yeah, we just randomly put things on though. I mean, like, sort of going back to... you will because you'll just want to chat and just have something on. And that's when I put it on. When I've got company. yeah. Well, sometimes but, we'll just binge episodes when they're like having dinner or something, like to an episode or something, uh, or lunch or whatever. But um, I mean, just like I film, just love how much that you love it that you're so upset that I'm not watching it. I'm not upset, mate. I'm glad we got you to watch an <laughs> episode or two. No, no, seriously. This fucking Taskmaster debacle. Like, what the no, fuck? No, no. I was upset that you wouldn't even watch an episode. Because it was it was brilliant. You've seen a few and you understand it's funny, and I'm happy now. 
I don't need to get yeah, upset. I, I have seen the last episode of season two of The Mandalorian. Everything is in balance now. <laughs> it's just funny. I find it this this sort of uh, this rift that we that's been created with my inability to deal with no, Taskmaster. There's no rift. I know the way. This is the way. <laughs> <laughs> Indeed. But um, yeah, going back to I know we, we we were talking about films in a previous podcast or so, but. It's just Disney Plus has got so many random things on there. And we just find ourselves either grabbing bits and pieces or whatever. It's like um, on BBC One or whatever, they started showing a, a film, Zootropolis, like an animated show. And yeah, the oh, first yeah. couple of minutes of it were quite engrossing. And we immediately went, oh, it's on Disney Plus. So we went out for a walk, fobbed off to BBC One, came back and watched the whole thing. Damn, that was good. That was a good animated show. Really solid darker than I thought it would be for a Disney one um, yeah it's like a proper it's like a proper film but with yeah, animals it is <laughs> weird <laughs> yeah, yeah I watched it. I, I watched it a while back um, but yeah I mean that's the thing with Disney Plus the, the proposition they have is like we're not dropping stuff every week but we've just got everything that you can ever think of on here yeah it's just like, enjoy you know just classic classic it's, high grade entertainment it's a smorgasbord just go <laughs> absolutely right so I guess I think we're done thanks for listening to the not watching podcast part of the not listening podcast network where you can also find the not playing podcast where we talk about video games and the not listening podcast where you can hear Adam and co talk about all kinds of nonsensical nonsense you can email us at notwatchingpodcast at gmail.com or you can tweet out or follow us on twitter at notwatchingpod you can find the show notes for all our shows at notlistening.co.uk And if you like what you've heard here, please do leave us a review. Anyway, that's all for now. Until next time, stay safe out there.